welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. On today's episode, Pastor Rebecca, John, and I are in separate locations as we talk about our favorite things about Thanksgiving and the first sermon in our Advent series entitled Presence. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Well, welcome back, everybody. Episode number 48 of Armchair Preaching. Um, we're doing things a little differently today. Uh, listeners with a halfway decent uh, pair of headphones or uh, speakers can tell that my voice is not great right now. And if they watched the sermon on Sunday and they were checking in, they probably could say, oh, Zach's probably his voice is going out. Well, not feeling 100%. And so I am at home. And so we're recording this remotely. It's a little squeaky and, at times. The voice is it's, it's almost a, the sack going through puberty round two uh, sound right now. So, <laughs> but I couldn't it's tell. Actually it's pretty accurate. Know. This is not this is not too different than how I sounded in the fifth to seventh it's a grade. Squeaky at times. Yeah, a little uh, bit. But little I will bit. say that I, I watched online and uh, I was like, may, maybe he's sick, but it wasn't quite clear. You, 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 the Lord gave you strength and gave you clarity to get through the the message and all you needed yeah. to do, which you did quite a bit. So. Yeah, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of talking for me on Sunday, and uh, you guys both know there are times where you have to do, like, Rebecca had an 815 service and a 1030 service, and when you're not, mm-hmm. when your voice is not super strong, you're just praying, don't let me get through 815 and then not 1030, right? And so I had, run out of gas, yeah. I had, a, I had the Agape Bible, you know, the Bible class beforehand, and I could feel it at the tail end of the agape. I was like, oh, Lord, please, Jesus, help me get through. <laughs> well, he did. He answered that prayer. Yeah, I don't feel terrible. I don't feel awesome. Um, but given the state of things, I think pre-pandemic, I probably would have been in the office, you know, just kind of powered through, which is probably not the wisest thing. But now I think we're all a little more cautious. But mm-hmm. anyway, this was yeah, the so we're, we're on yeah. We're on Zoom now. We're on Zoom. We're on and so we're recording. recording, getting this this audio recording off of a Zoom because we're in three different places right now. Uh, <laughs> however, I will look that it appears that Rebecca is in an armchair, and I can't tell what you're sitting in, Zach. I'm in an armchair. This is this yeah. is my pandemic chair right here. This is when we did all those <laughs> we did all those Zoom meetings and everything. That, and it does. I make sure that my desk chair at home also has arms on it. I like to be able to lean. So, but I'm I'm definitely looking a lot less formal than you guys because I'm in a hoodie right now and I have my beanie on and and uh, my cat's wandering around my feet. But I'm getting I'm getting a lot of stuff done. So that which Rebecca, is good. Rebecca today, and I are looking looking at hipster Zach right now. We're looking at hipster, hipster Zach. He may I not feel too terribly hipster right now, but he's he's uh, looking at it. Yeah. So <laughs> so people sometimes see on social media that I wear a beanie when I'm at home because I get I can get cold, and uh, and I also like to keep my hair on my face, so it's it's a little bit different. But anyway, so we are uh, this first Sunday in Advent, which means last Thursday was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yay! Did you guys, Rebecca? How I was love your Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It was good. I went to uh, Georgia to my aunt and uncles. Oh, awesome. and had Thanksgiving there. Yeah, and cousins yep. came. That's great. That's great. John, Just to the, aunt, the aunt, aunt and uncle who were here for your installation service. Uh, yes, a few same ones. Ago. Oh, yeah. awesome. 
John, where, yeah. did you guys go anywhere? Did you guys stay local? Did no, everybody was here. Had all, all three of our daughters and their husbands were here and all the grandkids were here. And then uh, several of, the, of our daughters brought uh, friends. So we had uh, about 450 people in our house, I think. At least, <laughs> at least it felt like it in terms of volume at times. But no, so, it was all so great. They, it was great. That's awesome. Uh, we were up in, so we, we went up to the mountains of Alabama for several days. And then that's why, one of the reasons we didn't do armchair preaching last week was I was out. Um, so we went up to Alabama, watched, um, my beloved Crimson Tide battle the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, they won. Um, it was tight. And then we went to Jacksonville to, uh, Julie's brother's house, uh, for a couple of days, had to come back a little early because she was feeling a little bit under the weather and, and I was feeling a little bit under the weather. So um, but I did want to, to jump off today <clears throat> with a game of not this or that, which we've done in the past, but a game of what's your favorite Thanksgiving edition. Okay. Are you guys, yeah. are you guys ready? We're, ready. Yeah, we're going to do, do round Robin, uh, based on my screen. And so Rebecca, you're going to be first up with all of these questions. Okay. Are you ready? Do I answer all of them back to back? Boom, boom, no, boom, no, no. Boom, we'll boom. just do it. We'll just do one at a time. We'll do one at a time. Okay. All right. What's your favorite Thanksgiving main dish? Turkey. You're a turkey person. Turkey. Turkey. John? All the way. Okay. So uh, this year, I, uh, we had two turkey, tur- one full turkey and one turkey breast. And I, I slow cooked a turkey breast on the smoker out back. Oh, for, uh, it was a six-hour cook. And I'm like, I've had it one time before. Uh, my uncle made it one time for us a long time ago. It was amazing. And so it is, I'm with Rebecca. It is, uh, it is, it, it is Turkey and it was Turkey even before this, but it's even more so now that we had smoked Turkey <laughs> this year. It was off the chains. Amazingly good. All right. So I'm the outlier because you guys uh-huh. know this and, and people that know me know this. I don't eat regular meat. So I'm a, I'm a pescatarian. I have a, like kind of an digest, digestional thing where I can't really eat. So I don't eat Thanksgiving turkey or ham or steak or whatever, but I do eat fish. So my favorite Thanksgiving main dish is a salmon pinwheel. You guys oh yeah. You guys, oh yeah. So it's, I love it. It's, it's salmon with crab stuffed in the middle. Mm. Now this mm. year I had my like one B because the salmon pinwheel was out of stock. So I had crab cakes and I love crab cakes as mm. well. So it's like, it's like one A and one B. They're so close together. Sometimes I'm like, no, I love it. So that's my favorite Thanksgiving main dish. I was never a huge Turkey fan. Uh, I'd always go with a ham when, before I uh, kind of went off of regular meat. So mm. um, number two, Rebecca, Side dish, Thanksgiving side Stuffing. dish. What's your favorite? Stuffing, or Stuffing. we call it dressing here in the South, right? Do we call it dressing in the South, John? Te- technically, it's a question of where it's cooked. If it's cooked inside the bird, it's stuffing because it's stuffed inside the bird. If it's outside the bird, it's uh, it's dressing. So, uh, right, so but I was this many you days had and I learned that too. That's good. <laughs> so stuffing. John, what about you? Yeah. Favorite side dish? Uh, I don't know, man. This is a, this is really a tough one because everything. I my, I love Thanksgiving meal and I love the Thanksgiving all the things, but it's somewhere between the mashed potatoes and the uh, oh. and the dressing or stuffing, and then covered that with the um, with the with the gravy as well. No, oh, nice. Just, I, I I like. I'm hungry right now. Yeah, just me think, too. Just thinking about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchtime. I hope you guys have some leftovers that you can go get. Um, so for me, how about you? Uh, my 
my wife makes the best macaroni and cheese on the face mm. of the planet. I literally could do away with the main dish and just eat the macaroni and cheese and then have a side of mashed potatoes and mm. then like a roll. Like I'm all into the starch. Uh, um, it's amazing. I'm not 7,000 pounds because. I'm a, so we will talk about your, my daughter, Madison. She does this seven cheese, macaroni and cheese. It's super mm-hmm. thick and covered cutting with cheese. So I will definitely uh, get you, her and Julie to swap recipes. She would be very man. interested in that. So, so side note, when Julie and I first got married, she learned how to make this mac and cheese. And of course it was just me and her. Which and it was not Thanksgiving. She was just I love I've always liked mac and cheese. She learned how to make this mac and cheese. And of course it the serving size was for eight people. But there's only two of us. And she doesn't really eat mac and cheese. So I ate in probably <laughs> two or three sittings enough for eight people. I love I love mac and cheese. <laughs> love it. All right, Rebecca, favorite Thanksgiving dessert. Pumpkin pie. Nice. Now, are you an ice cream person, whipped cream person, or just plain? Yes, you can throw whipped cream on that. You could throw ice cream, but uh, or it could just be pumpkin pie. Um, and are you particular I'll, about I'll whether, anyway. whether? Are you particular about whether it's uh, homemade, you know, p- p- pumpkin pie you know, filling, and then homemade crust, and all of that? Is that is that a thing for you? I will take any option that is there. Um, <laughs> nice. Any option. I did you have? It. Did you have it? This year, I did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. With, with so, so, and this is an so audio. For, this is an this is an audio podcast. People cannot see the smile on Rebecca's face as she says, <laughs> "Yeah, that she got pumpkin pie." Pumpkin what about pie. you, John? What about you, John? So, so we have. I, mean, I love the, uh, the the pumpkin pie as well, but we have a dessert that we make uh, pro- usually Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it is a, a chocolate trifle, and Ooh. it's it's chocolate uh, ca- chocolate cake. Uh, it's uh, chocolate pudding. It's got uh, whipped, whipped cream and Kahlua uh, mixed Ooh. in and topped with with, uh, with sh- uh, slivered almonds. And it is uh, it is a big hit. And, I, and it's really, really tasty. I'm not, a, I'm not that big of a dessert person. I enjoy it. But uh, but that, I'm like, ooh, I, I might be in the crave category of that. You're in. You're in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. How about you? For me, for me, it is a it is an apple pie. I'm an apple pie guy. I love apple pie, and and specifically when the apple pie has the crust that is crisscrossed, not the solid oh, yeah. crust on the top. It tastes better. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it, it may be because the edges are a little bit browner. I, I just I love that, and I'm with you, Rebecca. It can have ice cream. Great, Alamo. Uh, if, if it doesn't have ice cream, I'm still in. Um, not a huge whipped cream fan, but man, I love a good. And I did also have apple pie. And and the thing I like about apple pie is you can convince yourself it's a really good breakfast the next morning. Yeah. Um, so I love chocolate well, really trifle the same way. Yeah. Oh, chocolate we, we, the same. Chocolate trifle is a breakfast food as well. That's right. That's right. I love it. All right. Favorite Thanksgiving entertainment day of Rebecca. What do you What do you like to be entertained with on Thanksgiving? Just family. Um, if the TV's on, okay. If it's not, okay. Uh, really, it's the people who are there. So awesome. just catching up with them, hearing their stories and what's going on and that stuff. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, John? 
Yeah, so the Macy's Day Parade is always on, and uh, the football games are always on. So that's just standard fare. Uh, and then, and you know, it's a good Thanksgiving when when you've gone outside and thrown the football around yourself, which we did oh, this nice. Uh, nice. this week. Uh, so we so we're you know, just just tossing the football around. And but but my real answer is Rebecca's answer is the best part of Thanksgiving is just being able to visit with everybody and talk with everybody and catch up with everybody and laugh with everybody. So nothing like it. Love it. Yeah. I, I, I like the, uh, I like the, uh, Thanksgiving day parade as well. Uh, this year, especially my, my beloved crimson tide, uh, there, the, the million dollar. Oh band. my gosh. I, I texted Zach and said, look, <clears> I'm, I'm, I'm watching me. I said, Zach, I'm watching the, the, uh, the, the, the band, Alabama's band is playing. And then a, a minute later, it's like, and they're bringing Santa Claus into the they're bringing day parade. In Santa Claus. And we got to see them on 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 saturday and so then they flew to new york on before thursday and then they were in auburn then they were in auburn on saturday so god love those 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 college kids that do that that's a hard-working band right there it is i I love the band i love the parade uh we don't really just watch it we kind of record it and then kind of fast forward through stuff we don't want to see but uh and and i am a uh charlie brown thanksgiving guy i like charlie brown thanksgiving it doesn't have to be the day of, but I like Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Um, okay, Black Friday is the next day. Black Friday shopper or not? Rebecca, are you a Black Friday shopper? Absolutely not. <laughs> are you a Cyber Monday shopper? Uh, not really. Okay. Just just let it fly. Yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm an Amazon shopper throughout the year. <laughs> Just let it go. She's a cyber all year long. Cyber all year long. What about you, John? Christmas for me starts way early. No no Black Friday for me. Um, Although I did hear that this this year that people went out for Black Friday and it, you know, usually you think of craziness and all this, that it wasn't bad. They, They said it was just like a normal, you know, normal day. Uh, so, but I'm, I have zero interest, especially when I've got, you know, 17 people that are in my house and we're all visiting and playing and all that. So definitely not for me. How about you? Uh, for me, I do not like to go out to shop in general. I loved the advent of the internet for the lack of shopping, uh, the physical shopping. Now we do cyber Monday. I mean, we do track the deals. Um, sometimes it's for, for Christmas presents. Sometimes it's for, um, for just life. Uh, we needed a, a new tent in our house or not in our house, but for us, cause our tent was, uh, 15 years old. And so we camping, the tent. going out camping tent. Yes, a going out camping tent. Um, I don't think it would shock anybody to know that I am not the camper in my home. My wife is the camper in our home. So she's That's why I asked, like, Zach? Yeah, she she told me she needed a new tent. And uh, the, the other tent we had was uh, easily 10 to 15 years old. So, yeah, it was time. And we got a Black Friday deal. So, so praise God for that. Um, the one thing I, I, I didn't send to you guys, are you guys big christmas uh decorators after thanksgiving do you like to do that sort of thing i am already decorated um yes so i guess that the day that i got home um i took down the thanksgiving stuff and put up the christmas stuff awesome 
And we've always we've always had a bit of a rule, especially when the girls were growing up in, in, in our home before they you know left the home, is that uh, Madison, our youngest daughter, her birthday is actually today. Her, her birthday is today. So you can't put up Christmas until after her birthday. And so... <laughs> But because she hasn't been here for the past few days, we put it up yesterday. So, uh, so, so we did put it up over the weekend. We won't tell. That, that's and, yeah. and that's the same thing Julie did. She, as you can, you guys can see, I see it right on there. Zoom. We have the uh, Merry Christmas banner, and I have a Christmas tree on my piano right now. And and if you can really see, I even have a Christmas record on the record player uh, uh, back there. We, uh, I would take you on a tour of our house. We have seven Christmas trees in my house. <laughs> That's some serious Christmas love, we, right there. We love Christmas decorations yeah. in my house, uh, but but mo- more importantly than the. The, the all the the pomp and circumstance that goes around Rebecca you 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 said you know the, the best entertainment you can have is being with your family and it reminds us that we were moving into the first Sunday in Advent which for, from the Christian calendar is the beginning of the new Christian year and yeah. so we started an Advent series called presence and uh, Rebecca you were in the classic service I was what? in the I was in the uh, Vine Modern Worship Service, and um, we were really focused on uh, John one, which is is an Advent passage. So I want to I want to get your opinion, uh, Rebecca. What what did you think of when you were diving into John one with this whole Advent preparation for Christmas uh, mindset as you were diving into John one? What, what was your what was your thought process in this? Well, my mind immediately goes to just the incarnation of Jesus, you know, Jesus coming here, moving into the neighborhood, um, which is the title of the the sermon, God Moved into the Neighborhood, um, and the implications of that. But also when I read John, I I just can't help but to look at different um, Old Testament passages that are all pulled into the imagery that he uses, um, which is just beautiful. It's, it's, It's my favorite favorite thing um about the christian calendar of advent of the incarnation of jesus and it just the hope that it brings and of course hope is the first week of advent and um it kind of goes along with that it it's the most heartwarming message that we can have Mm. and and can i just say one of the things i was really impressed with with your message and john you can jump in with this is man you went through redemptive history with this <laughs> creation tabernacle pull in the promise of abraham which i didn't i didn't pull out as much galatians hebrews i just i and that that for me lights me up i i love the genesis and then you all went all the way to Re- you went genesis to revelation in this passage <laughs> and i tried hard up. to uh, stand back from Pentecost, because, you know, Jesus is in our hearts, and uh, it was really hard. Don't go there. Don't go there too much. All right, just, just mention it, you know. We'll stay there. and uh, yeah. That was a, that was a but, cutting but, room floor. If you had 20 I, more minutes, you say, put Pentecost in there. I felt, I felt like both of you um, were, were capturing the, the essence of how, how, how vast this passage was. 
I mean, you, you both backed up to Genesis. You both talked about, hey, you know, you got to see the parallels between John 1 and, and Genesis 1. And, 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 uh, and it, it just makes this an epic uh, passage, mm. which makes, it, makes the incarnation itself an epic event. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, I love how you said, and, and that, that is, and you both said it in your own way, but that is what we get, this epic you know, God who's done this epic thing, that is what we get in our life. Yeah. He moved into the neighborhood. He tabernacled with us. And I love that word epic because I think, you know, sometimes and and I think and the one of the things I appreciated with your with your message, Rebecca, is that you did take this whole redemptive historical approach, Genesis to Revelation, because it is is epic in scope to say um sometimes we take the idea that the Christmas season is very, yeah, it's special, but there's kind of a pedantic nature to it because there's so much commercialism. And even we were just kind of playing around with some of the favorites thing, but like, this is a big deal. And you really honed in on the hope aspect of it. Talk, talk a little bit about your, the way you kind of viewed the, 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 the difference between worldly hope and Christian hope, because you mentioned that in your message. I did not, but I, I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, your thoughts on that Christian hope versus worldly hope, especially at this time of year. Well, Scripture tells us that our hope is that we're going to spend eternity face-to-face with Christ, um, and it will be wonderful. Whereas the world, they say hope, and it's just kind of like a well-wish um, thrown into the air. You know, let's see what happens, because there's not really much choice. So I hope so. I hope so. Well, that's very different than when we read the word hope in Scripture. And so that was the, the difference that I made there. Yeah, because there's a—what you, you had mentioned, too, is there's—our hope is not a, a wishful thinking and, and, nope, and I've, I've mentioned, and I've mentioned this in previous uh, previous sermons. John, you have as well. Our hope, when we say hope, it's a certainty. Yep, rock and solid hope. It's like getting a lottery ticket that you know the numbers are going to be winners. Yep. And and I just I, I love that at this time of year, especially with all of the pomp and circumstance around this, uh, that it 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 um, it is not this high in the sky kind of hope it's solid so so listening to both of you uh and it's kind of fun to to be on the just the watching and listening side for for both of you um what was what were you thinking about when you thought about the idea that god is present to us that the, the john one passage how, how are you making the hard line connection between the john one passage and the, the very presence of God Almighty in in our lives as individuals and in our lives as a community of believers. How, how are you how are you making that connection? What were you thinking about, Zach? Yeah, for me, I mean it starts with that whole idea of tabernacle, right? And that's a very one of the things that's different in 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 Vine, uh, the modern service versus the classic and, and Rebecca, you might feel this as well now that you've preached a couple of times in Vine, is that there's an assumption that people know what the word tabernacle means when I'm in the classic service. Like I can I can I can I can basically assume people understand that. 
But in, in the in the modern service, I don't necessarily assume that. So I have to kind of unpack what tabernacle is. And my, my, my thought process is that God has always wanted to be present with his people. He didn't just create us like in the old deistic kind of mindset that he winds us up and he throws us out there. No, he's always wanted to be present with us. And one of the things on the cutting room floor is that whole idea of Genesis 1 and 2, and, and even into Genesis 3, that God walked around the garden, right? He was always present, but that the, the separation that we have with, uh, in, in our sin means that His holiness is, is, in, in, is diametrically opposed to our sinfulness. And so there needs to be a, 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 a kind of a bridge, and the, the, the initial bridge is in the people of God and the tabernacle with the people and, and on and on and on until ultimately we get Jesus Christ, who is God with us. And so that's in my head, you know, and, and how do you, you know, kind of roll that out? And I think, Rebecca, you did a great job of even rolling that out with the whole idea of sonship. Abraham, uh, Isaac, Ishmael, Galatians. I mean, I'm still thinking, oh my gosh, this is this is like a this is like such a great like like theological class right here to, to tie that in. Because I think people's minds were like, whoa, you know what's going on here. But I love that. I, as will, well I will say on that on that Zach, uh, the the open, one of the things that I liked about that opening video for Vine was that everything that Rebecca was talking about in that redemption <laughs> history. You saw an artist artist portrayal of that as it kind of as it moved literally from creation to um, to really to, to, to the manger where it, where it landed. So yeah. uh, uh, so you got a little bit of that in uh, in in Vine. Rebecca, yeah. I'm curious about uh, for, for you how you were making those connections for between the presence of God and um, and and the John one passage. What were you thinking? My mind was everywhere, um, really, when I was doing it, and it was bouncing around all over Scripture, um, and I'm not sure if I totally understand the question, um, but I, I did mention earlier that it was really hard for me to keep Pentecost um, at a minimal during the service, because, you know, Christ now lives in our in our hearts, and um, we've got the Holy Spirit with us, you know, in a more real presence than even Christ walking the face of this earth. Um, I, my mind was just that all of scripture tells us Jesus yeah. and the gospel of John in the first chapter just keeps saying Jesus, you know, uh, from creation all the way through it's Jesus. And so, you know, it's just being put into uh, masterfully pulled together and, and presented that Jesus is the all in all, that Jesus is the fulfillment, that Jesus is God here in our midst. Um, and I just kept going back to that title too, you know, God in the neighborhood. Um, and God's in the neighborhood. Well, <laughs> and, that's and, epic. and one of the things, Rebecca, that you did, man, I just, I absolutely, I was, I thought it was just brilliant that you took the grace and truth part that John mentions, you know, what, what's revealed in Jesus Christ, grace and truth. And then you tied that so masterfully to the steadfast love and faithfulness that is mentioned over and over and over and over again in the Old Testament. And, and that's mm-hmm. something I, I, I thought, man, that is, that is such a great example of John pulling out 
the the character uh, descriptors of God from the Old Testament and then applying them to Jesus. He's already done that with the whole creation motif, but then you did it even further with the covenant motif. And I, see, and I think this is one of those things I I hope people when they listen to the podcast they're like okay wow okay there there's a lot going on here that we're trying to put together in basically two minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're talking about you know ten thousand years of history that that leads us to jesus or four thousand years of history that leads us to jesus but even in those two words grace and truth there's a tie back to the old testament descriptors of god's character and um so I, I want to ask you, like, what what so what does that mean to you when because you, you get lit up when you think, see those connections? I can see that. So what does that mean to you when you see those connections yourself? Just that our God is awesome, <laughs> and that's sort of you know what over, I get overwhelmed by the how masterfully written scripture is. I mean, it seems so simply written, but it's so masterfully written at the same time and we'll never get weary of it. It'll never get boring. It's always exciting. Um, And that God continues to speak to us. And when we think we've mastered a a topic, forget it. You haven't, Um, you're going to learn more and you're, you're going to see something new and it's just very exciting. (laughs) I I don't have much greater joy than well, once again. Than that. Uh, those of you who can't see, there's this, there's this uh, giant smile across her face when she's when she's <laughs> saying that. Right? As, she, as she is saying that, is like she's so enthusiastic about it and, and, and genuine about this this uh, this this the impact that this makes on her. That's just fun to watch. And, you know, and for me too, like, I think like looking at this and we both mentioned this, Rebecca, like the, we tied in the Advent liturgy, you know, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, I, I, I speak to a lot of pastors that are in modern worship circles and they just, they don't do the Advent liturgy. They don't do the candle lighting. They don't, they don't do all that. And to me, that's a, that's a real tragedy. Because that simple act, you know, in my family, we, we as often as we can in the evening, we go through the Advent liturgy. We have a scripture reading and we light the candle and we say a prayer and we sing a hymn because this world is incredibly dark. You, you actually use, the, and I love the, 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 I think you use the phrase, the bleakness. Mm-hmm. And I love the, the bleakness view but in the middle of that bleakness, in the middle of the darkness, the light of the world, word of God, Jesus comes, not, not like lording it over us, but to become like one of us. To me, that that's the big miracle. You know, that, that's, uh, that is a huge, huge miracle uh, of our tradition. And I just absolutely... I think sometimes, even in our Christian faith, we don't elevate the miracle of Christmas and what that means. And the, not even the miracle of Christmas, but the miracle of Advent and what that means from creation all the way through until um, Jesus' birth. That's, that's a huge deal. That is a very huge deal. Well, you know, Zach, just hearing you say that, it, it – it does. The, part of the reason why we're doing this whole 
series uh, this this time because I, I I do think that people you know you talk about lighting the candles and doing something on, with your family on a regular basis um, as part of your preparing and uh, and just be, being ready uh, and a reminder of, of what is true. Uh, part of what we're doing in this series is saying that we know how life is. People get busy, people get distracted, and e- even when we're doing churchy things like volunteering for ministries or things like that, we, it's easy for people to lose sight of the fact of what both of you spoke about on Sunday and what we will be speaking about all month long, which is that this God who was described in this tabernacle way, which is you emphasized a lot of it in your sermon, uh, Zach, the tabernacle of be, being present. They understood that when they looked at that physical tabernacle, the tent, he that the presence of God was right there uh, or throughout redemptive history, as you were emphasizing, Rebecca. What we're, what we're saying in this series is what we want to hit hard so that people come out of this month of December going, I don't, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that this God, I know that right now, that no matter what I'm going through, good, bad, or indifferent, that that this God is actually uh, with me. And, and uh, Zach, you did a good job of talking about how Jesus goes into the darkness with us. Uh, yeah. Yes. That was very powerful. For me, that's always been the most powerful. One of the most powerful images is in the light that, that John 1, 5. It's kind of like one of my life verses. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness even though it tries, it. even though it tries, the darkness and overcome it. And and, and and this is one of those we talk about the cutting room floor thing here uh, on the podcast. To me, it's not even just it, it. It can't defeat it, but the darkness can't even understand it. Like in the Greek, it doesn't just mean overcome; it means comprehend or even understand the light. So, like. This is how much the separation is from the light to the darkness. And you guys are hearing me. I'm starting to preach again, even though my voice is out. Because that's how (laughs) exciting it is. That's how exciting it is to me. That the darkness is so, so inept compared to the light. That the light can't can't defeat it. It doesn't even understand it. It's not even playing the same game. This is one of those cutting room floor things, but I, 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 I yeah, absolutely yeah, love I get it. it. I get I it. I love it. I love it. And that, I love it. And that's what that's what this Advent season is all about. We are in week number two coming up. John is going to be in classic. I'm going to be in Vine uh, in the modern worship service. We're going to be talking a little bit about Joseph and um, and, and 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 talking a little bit uh, about the the not just the tabernacle. But the the holy of holies in the tabernacle, what what has been called a thin place where heaven meets earth, and so I'm excited about that as well too. Um, for those that listen to the podcast, um, we encourage you if you've missed any one of our episodes, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, or uh, or SoundCloud. You can 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 subscribe, like us, share it with your friends. If you've missed any one of our messages, check us out on fbclakeland.org. Go under the sermon archives you can watch it you can listen to it um we also have it available on facebook or youtube and uh get caught up because this especially in the advent season this is a great way for for us to reframe what christmas is all about in a biblical way and uh so i appreciate that appreciate uh, rebecca jumping on this this uh, zoom call and being able to record it john thank you as well and uh, i just want to add one more one more thing this weekend just just to remind everybody that this weekend, if you're going to be joining us in uh, 
whether on online or in person, uh, this is also Communion Sunday. So we will be uh, coming to the table this Sunday. First Sunday so be Advent sure is- if you're home, be sure to get your get your elements ready to go and uh, definitely come and be in person if you can. Very important. Rebecca, thank you. Thank you, John. Hope you feel better, Zach. Thank you. And we will uh, be back together all again next week.